Welcome to the ADHD Open Space Podcast. My name is Gray Miller, and I will be your host and facilitator as we explore ideas, workarounds, accommodations, and other aspects of being a professional adult with ADHD. Most of this will come from my perspective as a cis white male in his mid-50s, living in the Midwest, who found out a year ago that I've been living with ADHD my entire life. I am not an expert on ADHD, except maybe in not knowing I've had it for half a century and somehow still getting by. But I promise to cite my sources, or at least admit when I'm repeating something I read on the interwebs. If I say anything you don't agree with, you are welcome to call me on it and let me know. This podcast is also part of the lead-up into the first ADHD open space happening in Madison, Wisconsin, on January 20th, 2024. You can learn more about that event both here in the show and at the website ADHDopen.space. The first 30 episodes of this podcast are also being released as part of National Podcast Post Month, not Pod Pomo. That means things might get a little rough, but it's going to be fun. Kind of like ADHD, right? Enjoy the show. I have spent quite a few episodes here talking about ADHD and how it affects us and ways that we uh, have found to compensate for the difficulty with executive function. I have also had a few episodes that were about open spaces and uh, the ways that it can really be good for people with ADHD. This next uh, episode is a little bit different in that I'm going to talk about a case where I encountered an ADHD group within an open space event. Uh, I was not facilitating it, and it was very wonderful to have a chance to attend one of the open spaces that was created by someone who I had taught how to do open space. And I was really enjoying it. And when I saw someone put up on the wall a uh, session that was supposed to be dedicated to people with ADHD, talking about, you know, how it felt and the things they did, that was probably honestly the uh, inspiration for this ADHD open space that's happening on January 20th, which pre-registration, early bird registration is open right now at ADHDopen.space. Okay, that's enough for that plug. Now, I just want to quick say before I read this article that I really like the person who did the session. She is a, a very engaging individual. I like her personally. I respect her for her work, uh, which she working in the mental health field. Uh, the only thing I'm doing is highlighting basically how we won't want to do things in the ADHD open space. Uh, the ways that we need to not do it. Now, the people who are invited to this ADHD open space is anyone who's affected by ADHD. That certainly includes professionals with ADHD, and it includes ADHD professionals, people who treat, coach, study, etc. I would be surprised if none of them actually came because this is kind of, I mean, you can't ask for a more specific group of people to talk to. But this is an example of how I hope they would not run their sessions. 
It's titled Missing the Mark When Therapy Overrides Peer Connection in ADHD Open Space. And it was first published on Medium in the online periodical Humans with ADHD on June 1st, 2023. I was looking for shared experiences, but fell into positive psychology instead. At a small performing arts festival I went to recently, I was excited to see they had dedicated all of an afternoon to an open space format. It's a kind of unconference with a brilliantly simple structure that enables the attendees to create the agenda on the fly and explore whatever they like. They are, as all of you listeners know, near and dear to me as I spent 13 years facilitating open spaces all over North America and Europe. Now, there was one that I could participate in as an attendee, which gave me a chance to bring up my most pressing subject. I wrote it on a card and brought it up to the big agenda board. I'm a late-diagnosed ADHD creative. What do I need to know? When I'd got the official diagnosis about eight months before, it had shifted my perspective and understanding of all my other roles and identities. Student, son, father, grandfather, teacher, marine, EMT, artist, writer, presenter, performer. If you ever want to find the late-diagnosed ADHDers, just listen for their call. Oh, that makes so much more sense now. I had hoped for an open space to share our experiences. These are my people, performers, artists, community leaders who I'd known of and in some cases worked with for decades. I thought, if anyone will understand what I've been dealing with, they will. There was proof of this as I put my proposed session up on the board. Another session on ADHD and autism was already there and the host was a licensed therapist. They said that they had ADHD themselves and were in the process of creating a class to help others in our community who had both ADHD and autism, which are closely related. I spoke briefly with them, and we decided to combine our sessions. They were there to teach. I was there to listen and learn. Several other attendees were excited when they saw the session added to the agenda. I'm so glad someone wants to talk about that. I mean, that's the magic of open space events. The dozen or so people who came to the session were peers, not patients. We shared a similar diagnosis in the DSM-5, but our experiences varied widely. Now, I don't have any basis to judge this therapist in their everyday practice. They seemed friendly, competent, and knowledgeable. The problem I had was that they treated us as if we were patients who had been seeking treatment. Most of us have been living with this for years or, in my case, had channeled the ADHD, quote, superpower of hyperfocus to do a deep dive into the whole condition. We had read books, listened to podcasts, and watched videos, so many videos, about coping skills, medications, current and past research, dopamine, and whether or not it should be called ADHD at all. We had not only learned what scientists think is going on under the hood in our racing brains, we'd shared and viewed thousands of hours of experiences on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Medium, Substack. Who has a better grasp of living with late-diagnosed ADHD? Number one, a 54-year-old who was diagnosed a year ago. Number two, a 39-year-old diagnosed a decade ago. Number three, a 25-year-old diagnosed last week. Now, if you answered one, two, or three, I gotcha, because it's a trick question, because the answer is all or none of the above. 
all of them have some grasp of what it's like to live with their particular situations. And by sharing them, we can find the overlapping parts and maybe help each other out. My hope was that in the performer-rich environment of this open space, I'd have other people who had been dealing with their late diagnosis longer than me that could share how they'd managed to navigate the paradigm shift that it entails. That depends on two things, though. One, that they've actually spent time thinking about their experiences, as opposed to just surviving them. And two, that they are given the opportunity to speak and share that knowledge. And that is where the host fell short. An open space session is not group therapy. The host went into a fairly obvious therapist mode at the beginning. If you've been in therapy, you'd recognize the cadences of non-confrontational tone of setting up a safe space for our fidgets and other coping mechanisms. They also gave a summary of the particular theory of what ADHD is. There are many that they subscribe to. Now, I want to take a side here. It's not that there's anything wrong with setting up space spaces. That is absolutely 100% there. The issue is that um, by setting up a separate safe space from the entire event itself, um, that therapist was establishing ownership of the space. Uh, it had already been well stated within the open space guidelines that this was a space for everyone to do what they needed to do. And the result was that uh, they brought in a sense of authority that then kind of, as you'll see, cowed the rest of us. The problem was that they didn't present their knowledge as, here's what I understand, here's what I find comfortable and logical. Instead, it was presented as, this is the way it's going to be, and this is the way it is. They did open the floor then to questions that we might have about ADHD, especially as it applied to the performing arts. One person immediately raised her hand. What are some tips for directors who have ADHD? Now, my own brain went immediately to the issue of time blindness. As a director and creator in some performances, I have spent way too much time on individual parts of a performance without realizing it. And deadlines? <laughs> deadlines are just pretty little marks on the calendar that make nifty whizzing noises as they fly by. But before I or anyone else could even raise a hand, the host of the session was answering the question, using terms directly from psychological treatment. Now I get it. You use the tools you know, and I also believe very much in the beneficial outcomes that can come from therapy. But we weren't there for therapy. We were there to share our brains and maybe find something new to take back with us to the world. And for me, at least, the phrases the host used took me out of the sharing space into an authoritative healer-patient space, where we were no longer peers, but instead were people with problems coming to the fount of psychology for relief. It got worse when I was able to finally share my experience. I talked about my frustration with the difficulties that I always had with strict schedules, especially around creative activities. I mentioned the many people I created and performed with who had been frustrated by my reluctance to put time bounds on either practice or performance. The host listened, along with the rest of the people in the group, and the nods I saw seemed sympathetic. And then they said, Now... Can you reframe that time blindness into a positive thing, a skill you have that helps rather than holds you back? 
I felt a tremendous rush of emotion at the words. And I'm sure some of it showed on my face, but I didn't immediately react. I asked myself, why am I suddenly feeling hurt and angry? I realized it was because I'd shared some personal pain, years of frustration, thinking I was in a space where that could be recognized. Shared pain is lessened, as they say. But instead, I ran smack into a wall of positive psychology. Now again, I get it. Reframes are incredibly useful in certain situations, especially in therapy. Hell, the entire experience of being diagnosed with ADHD has caused a seismic reframe of my entire life. But there are times when you want help solving things, and there are times when you simply want to be heard, supported, or perhaps even understood. This was one of those times, and the flexing of their therapy muscles had taken that away. I contributed to my own discomfort. Before this turns completely into a hit pace, and maybe it's too late, let me acknowledge a few things. The host of the session had already stated that this was the trial run of the class they were hoping to offer at other conventions. Everybody there was a beta tester, and we'd been told that before we started. Also, I hadn't participated in the setting of norms at the beginning of the session, a technique that I am very aware of. Specifically, I hadn't said... I'm hoping to listen and be listened to, not fixed. And finally, there is one law of open space events, which I've talked about, known as the law of mobility. It states simply, if you are no longer benefiting from or contributing to a session, go somewhere that you can. Now, I know this better than anyone else there. I've had 13 years of hundreds, if not thousands of sessions in my past. Yet I set, let myself sit there and be unhappy. Now, I give immense credit to the person who hosted the session. They put themselves out there with a sincere desire to help others who were neurodivergent. But the experience also served as a cautionary tale of letting our preconceived skills and comfort zones get in the way of being open and vulnerable to other viewpoints. At least, that's what I got out of it. I plan to go to more open spaces and talk with other neurodivergent people. <laughs> and here's the funny part about this, written back in uh, July. I've even playing around with the idea of hosting an open space event specifically for people to talk about ADHD. Hey, thanks, past self. This is future self or present self saying, guess what? It's happening January 20th, 2024. And you can find out more about it at ADHDopen.space. But whatever comes of that open space, I hope we can all hear experiences without the need to fix them. Acknowledge the difficulty without the need to change it. And maybe we'll come out of it with a little better understanding of ourselves and a little less of feeling alone. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the ADHD Open Space Podcast. Again, my name is Gray Miller. If you have any comments or questions about the show, you can feel free to leave them on the podcast page at adhdos.substack.com forward slash podcast. Or you can email me directly, gray, G-R-A-Y, at ADHDopen.space. The background music for the intro and outro are from pixabay.com and are called Funny Days Together by Background Music Lab, used under a YouTube content ID license.